It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much. Uh, I apologize for not uh, having the call set up. Um, I'm hearing folks had problems getting on the call tonight because I hadn't set it up. Um, you got to go in and set it up uh, that you're going to have it at what time to what time, and then um, they can get on. And normally I'm, I could get on there. I, I would be on there earlier and um, possibly set it up a half an hour, maybe even an hour before the call. But tonight um, I was reading, and um, I didn't get into it. So, um, again, I apologize. Where is – okay, I think it's here. All right, so let's get started. Again, what are we looking at? We're looking at the kingdom living, embracing the virtues of the king. And right now, again – uh, please look, when, when we start the study, please examine your life. Um, look at your life and see if there's any areas where, again, I believe that the Lord, when he leads me to a particular area, um, that the body of Christ, this branch of Zion, we're dealing with something um, personally um, and, and, and not just as um, a not just as a topic, you know, a biblical topic, but personally we are dealing with something that this is supposed to help us. I don't believe God would have us studying it just for the sake of studying, but that we as a body need to look at these areas, these virtues, these principles. And, and, and the one that we were looking at last week is so very important, and in particularly in this season. Why? Because, again, we're dealing with so many falsehoods, so many um, distortions, so many um, out-and-out lies in our leadership right now. And um, it's never that we're looking at, at the enemy or what the world is doing, but what is the body of Christ doing? What is the body of Christ doing during this season as it pertains to truth, as it pertains to walking in righteousness, um, and, and, and uh, part of the truth is the righteousness, all right? Let's look at, um, what are we? We're on page 10. Now, remember, this is a small booklet, so we, we are moving. We're moving. Um, I think it's got a little over 30 pages, and... Um, And actually, at 29, I believe we will pull up. So, so we're almost at that halfway point. We should make it to the halfway point. We'll get to um, to that tonight, um, as we finish up with truth. As we finish up with truth, and then and then go into grace. And truth is as as the body of Christ. That's something that, again, is un- we don't question that. We don't question. Um, that's what we do. It's, it's one of those foundational principles that everything else is built on. You know, when we start talking about the armor, we talk about girding your loins with what? Truth. And one of the pro- important parts about that piece of the armor, when it comes to a belt, many folks will say, well, yeah, I want my shield and I, and I need my helmet. And I need that sword. However, you better understand the belt of truth is important to the armor. Why? Because it holds everything else together. So when you have um, untruth at your core, everything else is going to be affected by it. Yeah, yeah, let's deal with that. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. We lift you up and magnify you. You have been such an awesome God to us. We celebrate you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you. 
Thank you, dear Lord, for giving us the opportunity to um, study your word. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you move by your spirit and cause us, O oh God, to know your word, not just to know it, but to walk in it, to, to meditate upon it, and that it might become a part of the fabric of who we are. Thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Have your way. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. All right, so so we finished up on, um, we looked at 1 John chapter 4, chapter 1, verse number 14, um, where it says, if you look at the bottom, the bottom of page 10, going up to the top of page 11, left side, it says, and that his truth was the reflected glory of, of his father and at all times again we representing at all times we are representing it says there at the top of page uh, 11 left side as kingdom people we both embrace and express truth the quality or state of being true and you better understand his word is true and as kingdom people we both embrace and express truth. The source of truth is the authoritative, authoritative word of God. Let that one soak in. That's truth. And that's why, again, we study so much. We read so much. We meditate so much. We, we look for this word to come out in our conversation. The principles, it may not be book, chapter, and verse. You may not say, as it says in the Bible in Hebrews, chapter 1, verse number 7. You may not say that. But the principle ought to come up in your explanation for why you do what you do. Thank you, Lord. The principles should come up in your explanation. Your Why I do what I do is because... This particular principle. This is what God asks us to do. No, no, no. You don't have to worry about us being truthful when it comes to business. You don't have to uh, uh, worry about us being untruthful when it comes to our uh, uh, decision making. It's all founded on truth. All right? Drop down mid that page. We are true to who we say we are. And what we claim to be, we refuse to do what? Lie. Let it soak in. Deceive. Cheat. Or in any way erode what is true. Actional attitude. Action or attitude. You don't have to worry about us. You don't have to worry about a lie coming out of our mouth. We would rather, watch this, we would rather say nothing than lie. One of our prayers, and many times we may not even pray this prayer, Lord, keep my mouth from lying. Help me, Lord, to be silent instead of lying. And, and, and you know this one always comes up as an example. Hey, how do you think this looks? Oh, girl, that's nice. Man, you nailed it on that one. Knowing goodness well you don't like that combination. Knowing goodness well you don't like that dress. I'd rather say nothing than lie. Oh, yeah, I understand. There may be some situations where, again, you may encourage a person because that person is dealing with low self-esteem. You got to understand, yes, that person possibly has nothing else to wear. So I'm trying to encourage them and don't want to tell them, no, you don't wear that to church. I understand. And it's just like when the prostitute hid the, the um, spies on the roof. And when the folks came in, no, they, they're gone. There ain't nobody come this way. You may, I did see somebody... Um, 
somewhere else, you may want to hurry up. You might be able to catch them, knowing that they're right there on the roof. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that you've got to be very, very careful when it comes to what you say out your mouth when it comes to truth or lies. Thank you, Lord. Telling a person, the other day I'm on the phone and I'm trying to get uh, uh, extended warranty. My warranty is over at 36,000 miles, three years, 36,000 miles, whichever one comes first. 36,000 miles came first. Um, I'm listening to the guy, and he's telling me that the dealership, the dealership, their extended warranty, the dealership extended warranty. Then when it moved into, well, I'm right now shopping for the best price. I'm shopping for the best benefits and price uh, in that combination, benefits and price, what company is going to offer the best. Well, let me tell you this. This is what he tells me. You know, uh, all those aftermarket, all those uh, that are outside of the dealership, they're no good. They're not going to pay. They're going to hem and haw when it comes to paying. De- possibly deceiving knowing that there's a, a aftermarket that is a lower price and covers the exact same amount is one of their best. Guess what? This, make sure for the company or for your own benefit, thank you, Holy Ghost, you're not deceiving, no lies, no deception, not cheating. I don't care if it's a board game. You don't cheat. You're playing, you're playing a card game. And, and and your peripheral vision is real good and quick, and you steadily peeping out the person on your left and the person on your right hand, and they don't even know it. No cheating. This is what, as believers, we've got to have it as, when it comes to these foundational principles and it comes to kingdom, when it comes to us being able to activate the power of God in our life, there has to be a principled person living that life. The Bible says he, he didn't have sin. This is why he was able to do. I want to be like Jesus, and if I want to be like Jesus, I've got to walk like Jesus walked. I've got to talk like Jesus talked. I've got to have those principles in my life. One of them is, I watch this, I tell the truth. I live truth. I don't lie. I don't deceive. I don't cheat. And you've got to understand that when you do these things, it erodes the truth. My actions and my attitude ought to be in line with what Christ's example set. We ought to be people of truth, marked by integrity, reliability. Watch this. What do you mean reliability when it comes to truth? When it comes to truth, if we say we're going to do something, we do it. If we accept a position, guess what? We own up to the responsibility of that position. If we volunteer, you ain't got to, oh, thank you, God. You don't have to look for us if we volunteer. It says here, uh, transparency. As people of truth, we are committed to what is truly fair, thank you, God, and just. Fair and just. Just let it soak in. Don't don't rush through it. Fair and just. Is that fair? Is that just? What are you doing now, Pastor? I'm praying for the Supreme Court folks now. I'm praying that they're going to be fair and just. When this next big case comes up to the Supreme Court, Lord, let them be fair and just. I pray in the name of Jesus. No crooked judges. In the name of Jesus. We become champions for the oppressed and helpers of those who are genuine, I like that, genuine victims. Because some people play the victim, and they're really not the victim. They're just lazy. They're deceivers. They got the gift of gab. Folks that are genuinely victims. All right? 
Here we go. Keep it moving. Most of all, we are true to God in word and deed. Word, deed, through our thought and attitude. Word and deed, thought and attitude. All right? It says here, he is true to himself. His word, his people, his promise, and talking about God, thank you, Jesus. And this is, against the example that we set. To his people, his promises, and, and, and again, I like this, it says, and the entirety of his character, his promises, and the entirety of his character. In his rule, when it comes to his rule, you got to remember, when it comes to his rule, there is no error, no hypocrisy, no unfaithfulness, no injustice, no deceit. Now, when it comes to thy will be done, why? Why would you let, why would you trust God so much to turn everything over to him? And, and again, as you look through the Bible, that's all you see. Whenever the people of God moved, they trusted that God was going to give them direction. Thank you, God. They trusted that God was going to keep them in the midst of the journey. They trusted if they ran up against the enemy, God was going to handle it. How are you going to send me a particular way, keep me all this way, and then destroy, let the enemy destroy me? No, God, that's not the God we serve. That's why when you say that will be done, why would you let God's will be done? Why? Because he, when he promises, he fulfills that promise. There's no error. He can't steer me wrong. Even when I'm allowed, listen, the other day I, um, I'm cutting a dog treat, and, and I'm cutting it with scissors. Wow. And I meant it is healing a good. I'm cutting a dog treat. And I cut, I had the scissors, I positioned them wrong, Lord have mercy. I just positioned them wrong. And when I chopped down, I don't even know how it happened. Boom, I didn't cut my finger. Cut my thumb. And I'm looking, I'm like, wow, okay, ooh, I didn't, I hit it, but it didn't break the skin. Well, it was so clean and so sharp, it broke the skin, and I didn't even see it for a few seconds. Next thing you know, just a little teeny bit of blood. I put a little napkin or tissue on it or something, and it bled a little bit. Put a Band-Aid on it. Next thing you know, the Lord tells me what to put on it, um, and I'm, and I'm um, putting uh, oil, uh, oil we have on it, tea tree oil on it. And, and before you know it, the thing is almost back to normal. Well, well, you say, Pastor, I thought you said you was God's favorite. Can't God tell you when you're getting ready to cut your finger? Listen, you can be God's favorite. You're still human. You still make mistakes. And this is what happens. Folks begin to think that oh, now I'm flawless. Since I'm God's favorite, because I'm a Christian, I'm flawless. I'm, I don't make errors. I don't slip. If I walk, listen, you can take dishwashing detergent, uh, the, the um, liquid, and pour it on, the, on a wet floor. Soak the floor with it. I can walk across it and will not slip. Why? Because I'm a Christian. If the house is on fire, I don't have to worry. The fire's in the, in the, in the living room. The front door the, is, is there. All the other doors are messed up. I got to go out the front door. I can walk straight through the burning fire and just walk out the door. Why? Because I'm a Christian. Now, those are extremes. But there are some situations that we get into that we feel, I should not be here because I'm a Christian. We may not say that, but that's the way we approach it. And that's why it gets so frustrating. Why? Because you're human and you're going to make mistakes. Thank God for the times that, again, uh, I'm thanking God for the cut. No, not for the cut that I got cut, but that the cut wasn't as deep as it could have been. 
thank God that I didn't sever a, a, a very serious vein in my finger and mess up the function of my finger. Or that I start bleeding real bad. I'm thanking God. But you thanking God for the cut? I'm thanking God for the depth of the cut. I'm thanking God for giving me the mind to to know how to what to put on it to 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 fix the cut. That's why we trust Him. So, all, thank you, God. And all that He is, He is faithful to whatever He says. That's truth. If God tells us, that's why we trust him so much. If he tells us he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And uh, um, um, give his angels charge over you lest you dash your foot against the stone. Let me tell you something. I believe I just got that benefit. I'm believing I just experienced that benefit. All right? We was in uh, John chapter 1. Uh, okay, no, we can go here. All right. John 1. Let me see if it let me pull the whole, yep, pull the whole chapter up. Go down to 14. We read that. Um, and I'm looking in the Amplified Version, and it says, um, the, the caption above it, starting at verse number 14, is, the Word made flesh. The Word of Christ became flesh and lived among us. And we actually, excuse me, this is the Amplified, we actually saw his glory, glory as belonging to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, who is full of what? Grace and truth. Grace and truth. And that's a great segue as we move over into this next area of grace. Standing alongside this certain immovable virtue of truth is the second virtue that is clearly evident in the king. What is it? It's grace. It's grace. Christ was full of grace. He was full of grace. True truth is finally final and firm. Truth is final and firm. While grace enables and encourages the struggler to come to his or her full potential in the truth. And again, the approach of the believer is always grace. Let me tell you something. You've got so many believers, I believe that their biggest challenge in living out this walk with God is that they don't exemplify or they don't share grace. <clears throat> Grace, you know our definition, unmerited favor. Let me see. Let me see what Google says. Let me see what Google says. Okay, A C E. Listen to what Google says. Listen to, now. The first. The first. Um, um, the first definition: simple elegance and refinement of movement or refinement of movement. So they're talking about that lady. She's very grace, graceful. She walked with grace. Number two, courteous goodwill. To do honor, this is a verb, to do honor or credit to someone or something by one's presence. Definition of grace in the, okay, hold on, I'm just clicking on this. I see, I see another option out here. Grace, this says grace in the Bible. Grace is the gift from heavenly Father given through his son, Jesus Christ. That, that's the most powerful grace that has ever been given. 
The word grace, as used, help me God, in the scripture refers primarily to enabling power and spiritual healing offered through the mercy and love of Jesus Christ. No one can return to the presence of God without divine grace. I like my definition that I've I've been using for years and I've studied it and you will understand it is true. Unmerited favor. You did not deserve. And again, back to the point, many believers do not offer grace. The person got to earn this. The person has to earn that. Not taken in consideration. Listen, all we have in Christianity was by God's grace and his mercy. All that we have, you did not earn it. God just gave it. Jesus Christ is the grace of God. The opportunity for eternal life was given through Jesus Christ. We receive it through Jesus Christ, the acceptance of Jesus Christ. And guess what? It's the grace of God. How would you not offer grace to as many people as you could? All right, let's keep it moving. Right side, bottom of page 11. It says, we, we talked about that, um, grace enables and encourages the struggler to come to his or her full potential in the truth that enables, when it says it enables, it enables us to flip over top of page 12, left side, recover when we fall. This is grace. Many times what we do, instead of giving grace, we condemn. We fault find. We criticize. The domain of Satan celebrates those who have the power to personally advance themselves regardless of how ruthless they are with others. Grace focuses our power on empowering and enabling others to overcome and succeed. I love it. Grace is, watch this, is the perfect complement to truth. It paves the way to living by the standard of truth. In this present world, watch this, the weak are victimized, discarded, and marginalized. In the kingdom of grace, encourage, enable the weakness, the weak in our midst. This is what we do. And when you're encouraging them, listen, it's not about what they did yesterday. It's not about their track record. It's not about what they did five years ago, and you still have not let it go. It's grace. Unmerited, they did nothing to warrant it. Warrant it. Courteous, well, this is what it said. This is just Webster. A courteous goodwill. Okay, keep it moving. Thank you, Lord. All right, down here it says grace in the kingdom. It, it encourages and enables the weak in our midst. It is even extended to our enemies. Don't, I thank God. I almost, I almost skipped over that and ran down here to all these grace. Grace, 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 grace. But listen, it's extended to our enemies. You've got to evaluate. See, again, I, I really don't want to look. I, matter of fact, I, 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 I don't even know if you want to call it Bible study. It's really, it's really tools. We're, we're talking about practical tools and or, or an evaluation. We have an, a biblical evaluation time, a, a, a biblical POA, plan of action. We're putting together a plan of action based on what we study, checking ourselves out, evaluating, and then putting together that plan of action to help us to do what God said we're supposed to do. 
great shares restores, I'm sorry, resource, resources to meet needs. Grace patiently mentors. Grace, thank you, God, listens, understands, and loves. No, no, no. It may not be. You, you say, well, you know something? I think they're, they're mixing and, and intermingling uh, other virtues with it. Oh, okay. That, that's fine. It, it, it may just be. But the writer in this one, as we study, to, that we might do a, a more thorough evaluation, that we might put together a great POA, plan of action to fix our broken life. And many times, again, what we're thank you, God, what we're waiting for God to do miraculously in a, in a miraculous, miracle way, God is saying, no, 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 you got to put in the work. That's an old car that you want to restore. You're not going to touch it, and, and all of a sudden uh, all, all the rust is going to be sanded down. Uh, uh, pieces that are too rusted out are going to be taken off and replaced. No, you're not going to touch it, and that's going to happen. Parts of it is going to just have to be removed, so there's some restoration has to be done. That's what's happening in our lives as we really study these kingdom principles. You start to see there's areas in my life, oh, my God, it's just got to be fixed. How are you going to get it fixed? You got to study, and then you got to start practicing. Practicing what? Practice what we study. So when it starts saying grace and grace, watch this, shares the resources, what do you have that you could share to meet somebody else's needs? What? Watch this. When it comes to you being patient, because when we mentor, good God Almighty, when we mentor, what we want is whatever we tell that person, you get it. You get it the first time I tell you, and let's move on to the next so I can get on to my next person that I can mentor. No, patiently mentors me that you're going to run. Thank you, God. You're going to run up against some oppositions when you mentor. You're going to run up into some people who need your good God. Thank you, God. They need your help. However, in, in, your, in your ability to share grace, Guess what? You don't have patience. You listen, understand, and love. Grace goes into danger, what? First. Grace sees potential rather than problems. And some folks, that's all they see is problems, problems, problems. And then more problems. Grace. When it comes to grace, watch this. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 8. But Noah found what? Grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, you better understand, that's a powerful scripture for us to hear right now. Why? Because, again, please don't believe that the fires that are happening in California couldn't reach, um, couldn't reach Washington. No, no, no. Sit down and think. You better understand, if the Lord can allow the whole world to be swapped, the whole world, I'm not talking about just the United States. I'm talking the whole world swallowed up by water. Don't believe that that fire could not be intensified and the wind blow it at a rate. And we have seen it in California where acres and acres very quickly are scorched. A very intense fire. Thank you, God. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 8. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You got to let that soak in. Thank you, God. I don't know. It says in um, everything in prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. So I find, I'm telling you, there's thousands of reasons. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. You'll see it over and over and over again where folks in the Bible, Lord, let me find grace in your eyes. 
let me find grace in your eyes. Over and over and over again, let me find grace. I don't know. It, it, it may be a prayer that you need to pray. That may be a part of your, your daily prayer. It was powerful when in Exodus chapter 3, verse 21, Exodus chapter 3, verse 21, and I have given the grace of this people in the eyes of the Egyptians, and it has come to pass. When ye go, ye go not empty. Good God Almighty. Exodus. What do we do? Exodus chapter 3, verse 21, and, and the first one was Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. Noah found grace, and the children of Israel, when they left up out of Egypt, guess what? God gave them grace in the eyes. Watch this. He gave them grace in the eyes of those who were enslaving them. See, again, that's when you start taking the reins, you start taking the boundaries off of God. You let God out of that box that you got him in, and there's nothing that's impossible. How in the world are the people who have had us enslaved going to lend stuff to us that they're not going to get back? Well, that's in biblical times. God, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you put God back in that box that can't do anything in your life. I've seen it happen. I've seen him drop wisdom. I'm, t I'm telling you, if he don't do nothing else, I've seen him drop wisdom in the midst of situations where I think, guess what? That's the end of the road. This is going to run into a problem. No. He, boom, he drops wisdom. Thank you, God. Just like the adulterous woman, John chapter 8, the adulterous woman, and he extended grace and truth, go and sin no more, top of page 13, go and sin no more, because what? She was found in adultery. Isn't it amazing that God gave grace in that situation? Thank you, God. There's a lot there to read about the commutinations uh, for community church. You can read it. I, I'm, I'm not using it. Flip over to page 14. Page 14. There's options available to us, folks, when you run into different scenarios. There's options available to us. The, the options that we want to use, and if you're taking notes, and it's in the, on the left side, top of page uh, 14, you want to use ones grounded in the plan for penetrating, watch this, hostile environments with good, the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the plan. There are options that we have. There's different ways, and many times we choose some negative stuff some negative principles, some negative ways to approach situations, and the option that we, we want something that's going to be penetrating. And that's why I said in order for us to do this, we've got to have a foundation that, that will be done, obedience and righteousness, wrap that thing in faith. That kind of principles incorporates all that we're going to be covering in the next couple of weeks. When it comes to truth, when it comes to grace, these are the penetrating uh penetrating principles that when you have that at your core, the reason I'm doing this is, no, 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 it's not for to benefit myself. This is to impact the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. God is good. To impact the body of Christ in a way that the example that we set impacts the body of Christ, the principles that we display impacts the body of darkness, the, 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 the army of darkness. Thank you, God.
So when it comes to those options, that's what we use. Focus, watch this. We want to draw folks that we may focus them, their attention on ministry. The ministry of what? Of compassion. And again, when we evaluate, when we start looking at, hold on, how did I handle that? Did I handle that the way that's going to impact this situation, this world, in a compassionate way? Is it going to watch this? Is this going to really look at the needs of others, or is it going to look at my own selfish needs? Yeah, I altered it. It's left side, bottom of page, um, the bottom of page uh, 14. Grace. Grace. You've got to understand. Grace throughout the Bible, you will see. Why in the world did God do that for them? Why in the world would God do that for that particular people? Grace. They didn't do anything to deserve it. Grace. Another, again, grace act in the word of God. Grace. Here it is. Second Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 12. This is how powerful David knew, and this is how powerful I pray to God that you learn how much he could depend on the grace of God. David slept with Bathsheba. Nathan comes to him and tells him the child is going to die. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 22, why did you do this? Why did you not eat? Why did you fast? Laying on the floor, he answered, when the child was alive, I fasted and I cried. I asked myself, who knows? Maybe the Lord will show grace to me and the child will live. That's in the ISV. The ISV, let me see if it, the ISV version of the Bible, that maybe God will show grace. See, this is when you start to know how powerful, how, watch this, how God gives it out in, in so many different situations. Even if I mess up, I know God loves me, I know he cares, and I know he's full of grace, he will get, thank you, God. Who is to say that God won't show grace and let the child live? Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 22. Listen to what the Bible says. If you look at familiar, familiar song, and it may not be as familiar with some, Psalms 50, verse number 5, gather together to me, my saints, those who have found grace in my sight, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Gather to me, my saints, those who have found grace in my sight. Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament, no, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ yet. Because that's Old Testament. New Testament, you've accepted Jesus Christ. Old Testament, you've got a relationship with me through the men and women of God. You understand. Old Testament, New Testament, 
connected, you understand that grace is going to continue, thank you, Jesus, into the New Testament through Jesus Christ, Old Testament through the Holy Spirit, through the men and women of God, who have again, through that, thank you, Jesus, through that sacrificial way of life, have lived according to what God has asked. Psalms 50, verse what? Verse 5. Psalms 50, verse 5. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's keep it moving. Now, if you look at the grace in Webster's, and I and I like this. I'm just I just pulled another one. This is Webster's one a. And and I like using it because it's something that, that if you've got your iPad or your phone and you look it up, Merriam-Webster's grace as a noun, definition, grace, unmerited, divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. Unmerited divine assistance. Thank you, God. That's a virtue coming from God. Now, again, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you got a relationship with God, the example that I use often is when you take a paper clip and rub it up against a magnet, and you rub it up against that magnet long enough, the paper clip itself becomes magnetized. So you take the paper clip away from the magnet and put it next to another paper clip. And without the magnet being present, it has rubbed. I don't even care if it's, I mean, some of the pieces of the magnet is actually on it and causing the magnetic uh, force to be on that paper clip. When you put that paper clip without the magnet being present next to another paper clip, it now is magnetized. When you spend enough time around God, let me tell you, his grace ought to be on you. The state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance. Thank you, God. That's why I'm saying, listen, you got read, read more word, read more, read more word, pray more. You get around God enough and you start looking. Maybe some of the stuff that's happening in your life, it's not impacting you. Why? Because you are crediting it to something else or somebody else. It's luck. It's happenstance. It just so happened. Help me, God. No, I'm telling you over and over again. And that's God. That's God. In my daily life, that's God. Mer- Watch this. Two, approval. Well, this is what I'm, I'm going back to the definition. Approval. Favor. Stay in his good graces. Stay in his good favor. Stay in his good approval. Mercy. Pardon. That's B. In in number two, definition two, approval, favor. When it comes to grace, you start looking. Other words connected to help you to understand this is what we do. Are you grace? So this thing called grace, and again, you don't want to just rush and just move on, and just for the sake of flipping pages, no, you want to get this thing deep into your spirit to where, again, your plan of action has a huge grace, thank you, God, element. It's a huge grace element in it. 
oftentimes when you're making something uh, uh, like salmon cakes or, or cake, you got to put eggs in it. The egg keeps it together. Pancakes, cracker egg, a lot of the recipes have an egg in it. So it sticks it together. Part of the elements, one of the ingredients that you ought to have in your Christian life so folks, when they see you, they know that you're a Christian by the way you share grace. You spread grace. Like peanut butter and jelly, you spread it on the bread. You spread grace. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what happened to my my page disappeared on me. Oh, I know why too. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go back one more time. Grace, it is the grace of God. You did not deserve it. Guess what? You you received it. You may didn't deserve it, but you got it. Yes, we're going to look many times, and again, when you look at mercy, grace is unmerited favor. Mercy is you, you deserve punishment, but you wind up getting mercy. It's, I'm going to have mercy. You're not going to get it. Check this out. Many times, uh, grace and mercy, you're going to see that they're kind of right there side by side. Why? Because what um, David did, He's asking for grace. Some, some would say he should have asked for mercy. You deserve to have the penalty for what you did. David asked for grace. Some other ones may say mercy. Why? Because you'll see they're interchangeable. In certain instances, they're interchangeable. So it's grace. And I'm thanking God. I did not deserve it, but God gave it. It was something that he just shared with me. Thank you, Lord. Hold on just two seconds. Really? Here we go. Next scripture. Very familiar. Esther, chapter 2. Esther, chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. She was taken to the king Xerxes in the royal residence in the 10th month. In the month of Tibet, in the seventh year of his reign. Now, the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women. And she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vastai. Mm, 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 mm. When it comes to grace, now again, I hope you see the way it's displayed when you, when you just look it up. And that's all I did. I just pulled up scriptures that, so, that exemplify grace. When you see the examples that the Bible give that are given in the Bible when it pertains to grace, how in the world would Esther, out of all people, be able to receive grace in the king's eye if it had not been for the Lord? See, that's why when you hear me say things like "I'm God's favorite," "I'm God's favorite," "I'm God's favorite," you know something. That's where you start to say, "Hold on a second. 
I'm God's favorite too. Why? Because some of the examples that pastor is bringing up, you know what? I, a lot of those things are happening to me. It may not happen in the exact same way that it happened to him, but they are happening to me. You will see God has given you favor. He's given you grace. He's give, Watch this. He treats you like you're his favorite. And I dare you to have a relationship with God where you really do love Christ, and then you start speaking those things that be not as though they were. I'm favored by God. I'm favored by God. The grace of God follows me in my life. I'm full. My life is filled with the grace of God. My family is covered. Watch this. My family is covered by the grace of God. I dare you to start speaking. Listen, the Bible clearly says as you think in your heart, even if you don't say it out your mouth, you're thinking it all the time. The grace of God, the grace of God. Oh, my goodness. Last example. Just happened to me today. The other day, I'm in the bathroom in the basement. I already then popped a hole in the wall. Water is somehow, I don't know where this water is coming from, leaking, excuse me, on the top of the ceiling in the, in the bathroom down there. I didn't bust a hole in the wall, see where the water, where I thought it was coming from. So I take this new blade and I cut the wood away from the pipe so I can really see the pipe. Go to find out the pipe is leaking. Oh, my goodness, with everything that's going on right now, I don't need a plumber's bill. A plumber can be expensive. Help us, God. Wow, how, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Out of the blue, I'm not thinking of what I'm thinking is, what did it say? Gloom, despair, agony on me. That's where I was at. Oh, my goodness, what in the world? Hadn't got to the place where I started praying, Lord, please, in the name of Jesus. Didn't I, I haven't asked anything. Drops in my spirit. Don't forget, you have interior pipe insurance. You pay it every year. Called the folks in less than a half an hour. What I thought was going to cost me a lot. I'm talking folks in the hundreds. You know, because I see what, what needed to be done, and that's exactly what they did. Less than a half an hour, they were in and out, and it cost me no extra money. Thank you, God. I, I know, I know. You're his favorite. He'll drop wisdom on, wisdom on you. It could have been to the place where I'm really upset because I played a plump, paid a plumber and then realized I had the insurance after I already paid the plumber. He'll drop it on you at the right time. He'll let the scissors cut. He let them cut. He didn't stop me. He sent the angel. He didn't tap me on the shoulder and say, watch it, you get ready to cut your finger. But thank you, God, he didn't let it cut all the way through. I'm telling you, you got to learn to be, you got to learn to look, watch out, look out for the grace. Truth, watch this. When it comes to truth, you got to make sure that you're doing, you got to practice this. Grace, watch this. You receive it and then you give it. And I'm telling you, God is one of the biggest grace givers. Oh, my goodness. Unmerited favor. Thank you, God. All right, thanks to thanks God. Thank you. I see that my, our time is well spent. Um, please be mindful of those who need a ride to the, to the, um, to the uh, uh, destination, our, um, where we're going to be having service at over in the park. Uh, please meet at the church. Earlier the better. Um, we said 10 o'clock, 945 would be even better. Um, but 10 o'clock would be great as well. Um, let's meet there, and then we're going to go over. Let's keep that activity lifted up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way in the park. Let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, show yourself mighty. Show yourself mighty. Use us to your glory. That's our prayer. That's our prayer. Thank you so much. 
Um, don't forget to write down that last scripture, Esther, chapter 2. That's the grace of God, 16 and 17. Amen? Um, God willing, we're going to pick up with love on next week. Uh, I'm looking at my calendar, and it says the 13th. So I'm going 11, 13, 19. Amen? Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.